Good morning, guys. So yesterday I was at my grandma's house. Um, and basically took the kids. They swam in the lake. I spent the day uh, fixing little rotten parts of the exterior. Just, you know, little clabberds here and there that needed replacing little section of roofing that needed replacing and my aunt and uncle who were there were amazed that I knew what to do in these circumstances and and swore up and down that they wouldn't be able to figure out what to do and while it's entirely possible that you know they wouldn't be comfortable out on a side porch roof, um, although I think they would. They're both quite athletic, actually. It made me want to speak to this idea of the idea of mystique that we put over things like fixing a house. Um, and how I wanted to speak to how I learned how to do it because I am certainly no expert on fixing a house and yet over the 20 years of my adult life I've had enough occasion to fix things here and there that I've, I feel confident doing most things and I know where my true boundaries are. But most of the little things I've spent time learning how to do. When I was a teenager, I worked on sailing ships and sailing ships actually gave me the wrong feeling, which was that unless you're, you know, specifically have the experience already to know what to do about, you know, that, that thing that you see, that's a problem, don't do anything because there's a right way to do it. Now, later on on sailing ships, I did get a little more experience and training in how to deal with rotten wood. But actual carpentry, no. Then when I went to work on farms, the farms I worked on had a much more freewheeling hard scrabble way about them, which was perfect because it pushed back against this sense that I had that I was deeply unqualified and would never know how to build or fix something. Combine that with the, the skills and fixing things that I had learned and, and I felt more comfortable building things. Our second, uh, well, our, the winter in between our first and second years farming, we built a tiny house. We built it in February in 21 days in the middle of a snowstorm with no real experience but a need to have it to live in. And that for me was the big crash course. That was where I got to take all of these, you know, how to build a shed books from the library and imagine in my mind, okay, this is how you frame out a wall. This is how you apply siding. This is how you 
apply roofing. And I got to make all of those choices and mistakes on something that was relatively low stakes. <clears throat> but was nonetheless thousands of dollars. I think we spent $14,000 building our tiny house. And I know of many people who build a tiny house and do it meticulously and well and really learn the skill and become craftspeople through learning that. That wasn't the case for me. We built it hastily and without much skill and without taking the time to really learn how to do things, we just did it as fast as we could. And then we found ourselves living in an old farmhouse uh, that was kind of the perfect example of it was in such bad shape and our landlord didn't really care that we could do anything to improve it and he was fine by that. Anything we did was an improvement. So if we wanted to repaint all the rooms, we could repaint all the rooms. If we wanted to, you know, at one point I reglazed the window to the old outhouse and installed a new floor and built a door for it so that it could be a garden shed, right? That was fine too. I did little roofing projects. I built a couple chicken coops for people. I never worked on fixing up exterior siding while I was there. Uh, because that felt like a bridge too far but I did a lot of internal stuff. And then I got a job as a property steward where along with building trails and creating a gardens, I was fixing up a barn. And so I spent one summer reclabbering the entire side of a barn. And I spent another summer ripping all the rotten sills out from under the main door and rebuilding them not particularly well, but with scabs of wood so that the floor underneath was solid again. So I got a lot of experience taking what I had and shoring it up, not ripping it out and rebuilding it in some fine construction sort of way, but repairing rot. And then we bought our house, which kind of needed the similar sort of things. You know, one part of the siding was rotten, so I ripped it off and that revealed some rotten studs underneath. So I had to brace up that side and rebuild the stud wall. Thankfully it was a new one and not the original house. And then close it all in again. So over the years, I've had a number of occasions to essentially take things apart, figure out how to stabilize the rot that's there, and put them back together again. Either replacing rotten bits, or if the rotten bits are underneath, stabilizing it, and then covering it appropriately so that it's properly protected from the weather. And this isn't rocket science. It's not that hard to learn, but it does make me appreciate that there's a bunch of little decisions that I make in any given moment 
right? It's easy enough to say, okay, first you put down, you know, first you tar paper the side of the roof, then you put down your final course of asphalt shingles, then you put down flashing so that it overlaps the shingles, and then you put down your siding so that it overlaps the flashing, right? It's like, that's easy, but what do you do when the flashing doesn't want to let lie straight? What do you do when you punch a hole in the flashing and the nail doesn't hit anything because it went into a pocket between two of the siding boards, sheathing boards? What do you do when it has to go around a, a pipe that's coming up through the, the roof that you're standing on? It's right up against the wall, right? Like, what do you do in those circumstances? What are the tools that you need? And the thing is, is that none of these things were things that I figured out because someone taught me or because I watched a YouTube video. There were a few instances where I've asked some friends, yeah, you know, I'm struggling with this. What do I do in this circumstance? But by and large, these things have been learned from using my brain to ask myself, okay, knowing what I know, what would I do? What can I see has been done, right? You can look at a building, there's a wealth of information about how to do something properly, unless your building's really shittily made, but, you know, generally speaking, you can look at any building and say, oh, okay, so that's how you do it. That's what I'm shooting for, right? Maybe I don't do it as well as that person who did it professionally, but that's really what I'm looking for. And I guess what I'm hoping to give people here listening to this who might be on the fence about tackling these sorts of projects around your own home is that many of these projects fall into the vein of not worth some contractor's time unless there's a lot of them, in which case it's a lot of money for you to shell out. But if you can pick away at the easiest of them, if you get under, you know, if you get stuck, reach out to somebody, ask for help, ask what they, what tool you need, do some research, you know, poke around online. I was doing some research online about how to fix cracks in single pane glass windows and, and found some stuff I never knew before about how you can repair glass or at least stop it from the crack from spreading. And that's the sort of thing where I wish more people felt empowered to do these things because once you have, you know, most of the basic tools that you need, right? Like I used, well, stain and a paintbrush and a, and a putty knife and a drill gun and a handsaw and an adjustable T-square and caulk and a caulking gun, and what else did I use? A cat's paw for 
getting nails out, a hammer, had a tool belt, right? Like it's not gonna break the bank to buy some of these things, but like the, my grandma's house literally didn't have any of these things. So I brought them all with me. But you know, it's not gonna cost you too much to buy the right tools. Wait till you think you need them until to buy them. Don't just go to the store and buy everything. But the point is that so many of these things that happen to a house that just need a little fixing up here and there, you can do them. And just because you've never done them before, just because it's not something that you've learned from somebody, doesn't mean that you can't do them. And might you mess up a little bit? Sure. So don't try replacing a window or a door as your very first thing, right? Like, try to fix some rotten trim. That's about the easiest thing to do. Fix some rotten trim. Heck, the easiest thing to do, honestly, is just to paint your house. <clears throat> and slowly go from there. And I think you'll be amazed at what you can do. And I think you'll be surprised and pleased at how meaningful it is to be able to fix your own house. And for those of you who are listening who don't have the ability to fix your own house because you rent, and therefore it's not an option for you, see if you can build a shed somewhere. See if you can build a tree house start super small try and build a i don't know like build something build a little piece of furniture make it scrappy just get a sheet of plywood and cut it up with a handsaw and build yourself a bench out of plywood heck build yourself something out of corrugated cardboard and you'll find that the skills that you learn from those small projects translate extremely well to being able to fix a house later on. And that kind of can-do attitude is, in my experience, pretty rare. And it's one of the most valuable things that you can foster in yourself. Thanks for listening. Talk tomorrow.